Hi everybody, it's long term memory and I am uh, I'm Jack still. You are still Jack and yeah. I am still Colin. Uh, what are we talking about today? Um Well we're just gonna carry on like I I found quite a lot of interesting stuff about prisons and stuff like that that I didn't manage to fit into our last episode about Charles Bronson. But we sort of left it on you'd spoke about a prison in Brazil. Um and yes. if I if I scroll up because it's the same set of notes, it was called the Carandiru Penitentiary, and that was in Brazil, and it was the sort of based, um, the third season of Prison Break was, was based on that prison, but it's just like lawless, basically. The guards stand around the edges, and basically it's ran by the bosses and et cetera and stuff like that. But I don't think we've ever actually spoke about Prison Break because it was on, when did Prison Break come out? I, I've got such a bad scope of time, I'm going to take a guess, okay. and I would say it came out 15 years ago. I think that's probably not far, not far off it. It came out the same time as season two of Lost, basically because they actually did a really interesting marketing campaign where an unofficial marketing campaign that the week that Lost started season two, uh-huh. Prison Break leaked episode one of season one onto all the old file sharing websites, but they called it Lost season two episode one, right? So everybody went mental because everybody was trying to find Lost. Hundreds of people downloaded it, realised it wasn't Lost, but a lot of people ended up watching it anyway and got into it that way. So it was a really weird, let's use illegal piracy to promote our show, basically. Um, and it, it it worked for them. Um, it, was, it was mad. It was how I discovered it. Um, 2005 was when it came out, Jack. So it's actually 18 years old. So it's near, nearly, nearly 20 years ago. And... Yeah. I, I still remember the first season and I genuinely thought the first season was sort of up there with the, the top tier of television. It kind of petered out that the second season was alright, the third season was in, and then the fourth season I actually don't remember. And then I think they've done a couple of films to sort of wrap it up. But um, that first season, the 20 odd episodes or whatever it was where they're trying to get out of the prison, cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger, I thought it was fucking fantastic back in the day. And 18 years ago, so I'd have been just... I'd have been 19, 20, so I was probably smoking quite a bit of grass or something at the time, so that might have boosted it because I was sitting baked thinking, wow, this is the best thing ever. But I watched it again with Karen. I watched the first season with Karen a couple of years ago, and she was right into it as well. And she sort of enjoys something that kind of makes me take stock, basically. Like, well, she, if she's enjoying it, she must be into it. Like, she, she doesn't watch a lot of TV. We've spoken about this before. It's... Don't want to go over old ground, but what about you, mate? Did you did you um, like it? <laughs> yeah, I, I very much liked it. I think in terms of your old sort of network TV with twenty four episodes a season sort of thing, the first season was pretty perfect. Um, in some ways, I wish it had been one and done, and it just ended with season one basically. Because I think if it had did that, it'd probably be better remembered. I really enjoyed seasons two, three, and four as well. I thought they were great. I enjoyed the movie right. spin-offs and stuff like that. I enjoyed the revival. I even enjoyed stuff like uh, Breakout Kings, which was a kind of spin-off they did, which was Teabag was in that as well. But I thought it was great. Really, really good. Um, proper, like you said, 44 minutes a week. A twist at the end, and it made you want to watch the next one. Interesting characters. Teabag in particular was a favourite of mine just because he was so mental. But no, it was great. I really, really liked it. Um, it's, it's a shame they'll never they're never going to do any more of it because of uh, the main actor. Um, well, what's his name? Wentworth Wentworth Miller. Yeah, 
yeah, he's he's never going to play the role again because he's he's a gay fella, and he said that he'll he'll never play a straight guy again on a TV program. He says it's, he says he doesn't believe in straight people playing gay people, and because he believes that, he shouldn't do the opposite way around either, which uh-huh. has basically killed off any hope for any more prison break. Sadly. Right. Okay. Did you hear that banging there? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing it was a dog. Yeah, it was Charlie. I think yeah, Carl's just come in the front door, so he was yes. getting all excited there. But yeah, Wentworth Miller, he was um, far too good looking to be a prisoner, but I suppose he went in there on his own accord or whatever. But like, just the whole premise of it, you know, it, it doesn't. There must have been like breakout shows before this. There must have been like, because it's such a good premise for a TV show as break out, <laughs> get out of it, basically. Um, yeah, with the wee twist that he that, obviously yeah. built the place and stuff like that, got it all tattooed on him, and that's why he looks so cool. But there must have been stuff before this, like because let, let, let's like a show well, that we you, that you spoke about quite a lot was Oz, for example. Yeah, that wasn't about breaking out; that was just about prison life. So it was, and it was like pretty grim, like and it sort of hit the nail on the head, and it was out just before the Sopranos. So okay, off the top of your head, is there another breakout one nah, that you can think of? There's, I mean, there's there's lots of films. Aye, f- films, but um, in terms of yeah, in terms of TV shows, I can't think of many that did a prison breakout sort of series. Prison Break was probably the the main one that I that I can certainly think of. Um, and it's just I, I think prison such an interesting premise for anything really. It doesn't need to be a breakout; just anything based on a prison is pretty interesting because it it just lends itself to drama, doesn't it? Fighting, turmoil, nonsense people's lives being fucked and interesting characters from all sorts of different walks of life getting put together in a place that if you if you were to put, say you put a a gay drag queen, right, and a Nazi and a terrorist and a robber all together in a TV show, it'd be very, very unrealistic because why would those people ever be together? But in a prison yeah. they can be, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's great from that point of view. So it's one, if a new TV show comes out or a movie, and it's got a sort of prison-based premise to it, I'll tend to give it a go because they always tend to be quite good. Even back to like the Prisoner Cell Blockage days when I was younger. Yeah, I seem to remember Prisoner Cell Blockage being on Channel 5 at sort of like half midnight or whatever. Quite a distinctive theme tune, so it did. He used to buy it. me roses, but that was on the outside and things were different then. Right, okay, okay. Like, even back to like comedy, comedy, uh, like Porridge, for example... Don't get me wrong, not, not a particular fan of it. I know a lot of people will like it, never really watched it, but it was set in prison and they managed to get jokes out of that, you know. So you can you can attack it at, from any angle. Comedy, action, thriller, horror. I'm pretty sure there'll be horror set in fucking jail somewhere. There'll be <laughs> yeah. some sort of zombie jail movie. There, well, there, imagine... was, there was a season of The Walking Dead that was taken that took place in a movie. They 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 made a camp in a prison for a good right. season. Uh, okay. Which involves involves zombies and stuff. So yes, there is one of those. Talking about zombies, like it's it's not done yet, but I managed. That's me caught up with the Last of Us now. All right, good. Right up until episode eight, people are haven't watched that. I'm not going to spoil it, but just see see the last sort of five minutes of episode eight there with mm-hmm. the fire, the wee girl, and then Joel coming. Um, Prime time TV, absolutely brilliant. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm <clears throat> pardon me. The Last of Us, I have enjoyed, right? I, I kind of, I don't get the whole, like, 
the nine point two score and stuff like that's got an IMDb. It's kind of went down a bit. It was the top rated TV show for a while. It's kind of dropped mm-hmm. into I think it was eighteenth or nineteenth, which might be fair, but um, I have really really enjoyed it. I just it probably needs to have another couple of seasons at that sort of level before you start to think right, okay, that's it, fucking drilled down. Because um, it is, it's kind of like pulls the heartstrings a little bit. Like almost every episode, there's like there's touching moments in it. There's there's violence. It's um, I would recommend it to people. Yeah, um, just because I've caught up with it now. Um, I've loved it. I thought it's been brilliant. And you're right. It's not. They shouldn't be at the top of any list or anything yet after eight episodes. But it's it's shown the potential that given a decent run, it could be there if it keeps up the quality. Um, the last episode was excellent. Really, really good, especially the ending. Um, there's a phrase called "baby doll" which is used, which is excellent when you hear it. Baby girl, um, baby, oh baby girl, sorry, yeah, not baby doll, uh, baby girl. Um, however, see episode three, mate, was the ultimate for me. That was the one which I thought was unbelievable. It's almost a standalone episode of the show, um, showing Bill and his life. But I just thought it was beautiful, Telly. I loved it. Yes. Now that this is, it's an emotional episode, right? And normally I'm 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 quite uh, I'm quite the softy when it comes to TV and stuff like that. Like stuff stuff can really pull at my heartstrings big time. Mm-hmm. But because I had read so much about it, like oh it's such a tearjerker, you'll definitely cry, cry, blah blah blah. <laughs> it didn't hit me like that. Okay. I think if I'd see if I if I'd watched it live, probably if I'd watched it yeah. in time, everybody else, I probably would have been sitting by myself bubbling. <laughs> yeah. But because everybody fantastic. had sort of pushed it down shoved it down my neck, oh, you, you'll cry, oh, it's so, it's so emotional. It was, and it was really, really well done, just the way they sort of, I didn't see it coming at all, like the, the sort of crossover. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the actions here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the, 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 the actions of crossing your hands over. Of, of crossing my hands over to, um, yeah, when speaking about crossing over, but yeah, fantastic stuff. So looking forward to Monday, so we might speak about we might speak about the finale next week at some point. Sounds um, good. Just and, just quickly, have you played the games? I played The Last of Us The Last of Us when it came out. Oh. So you're talking 2014, 15, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. So it's been a long, long time. I did I did get kind of flashbacks to the game, especially the sort of the crawling through things and under the buses and, and, and things like that was very much and the way it looks well the 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 way it looks was very much like the game, but it made me want to definitely play, uh, play the game. So I'll, you, I'll maybe you've not get it. The second one yet? I've not played the second one yet, mate. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Exciting. That's that's interesting actually because obviously there's stuff in the second one which I think people are going to lose their shit over on TV. So that's quite interesting. Hmm. Did they not? But they're not sort of speaking about it, obviously because it's been so successful, they'll try and stretch it out a bit. There's going to be like, did you not say there's going to be a season? Maybe season two would be sort of in between The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 game-wise to sort yeah, of well, fill they space. They was... They've announced season two. They haven't announced the premise of it yet. Okay. It would make sense, I think, because in the games, there is a four-hour gap between the two two games. Sorry, four a, four, a four-year gap. Four-year <laughs> four gap, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, right. there's a, there's a four-year four time jump where... It doesn't really tell you what happened during that time. Um, and then there's events at the start of the second game, which I think HBO 
would want not to happen, like in two episodes' time, basically. I think they would yeah. want that to stretch out and not happen straight away. So I think there's it makes sense. And because they've got the games, the guy that wrote the game and the guy that wrote the TV show are working together. So I think there's plenty of there's knowledge of the game and the original material to make that gap quite interesting. Right. So I kind of uh, hope they do that. Right. Um, I we won't let people behind the curtain. We're going to record a couple of episodes tonight. This one, and then we're going to just do a general sort of internet roundup type thing um, coming at you next week. But one of the points in, in the inter, internet roundup that I thought was quite interesting that I'm just going to take from there to put into here now is do you think that where the computer game adaptations of the past, for example, Mario Bros., right? Pish, right? Fucking horrible, right? <laughs> Things like that, yeah. There's tons. Mortal Kombat, garbage. Street Fighter, fucking horrendous, right? Do you think nowadays, because the people that grew up playing these games are now of age where they can have input, they can direct, they can like have an actual input, and the games had a sort of massive impact in their life? Because think about Street Fighter. The people that made Street Fighter were executives in their forties or whatever. Never played the game. Never played a computer game. Probably. You think that has a has a makes a difference that these guys are probably in their 30s, grew up playing these games and they've got that emotional connection and really want to fucking get onto screen in their vision rather than think, just a money-making exercise. I think there's, there, there's definitely is something to that, yes. Um, I also think, though, that if you think about it, the ones you mentioned, so Mario Brothers, a wee, a wee plumber jumping through pipes, Mario Kart, guys driving around a circle, um, Street Fighter, bashing buttons and hitting each other. There's a, there's a, the, the reason things that The Last of Us work is because it's a cinematic game. Games right. are more cinematic now. They're more storyline based. They're 15 hour long, 20 hour long stories in a game. So they probably lend itself to TV probably much better now than they ever did before as well. Yeah, maybe I. But there's, I probably, could... there's, there's probably elements to what you said as well. The two of them probably work together. It's just when you, just when you sort of mentioned that the guy that is producing it or wrote it or whatever was a was a fan or um, played it or whatever yeah. so I, th- I think I know, you, made... I, know, I know you like a podcast Jack so the official one is very very good is it? Um, yeah so it comes out immediately after each episode it's made by HBO um, it's the guy that played Joel in the games that presents it um, oh the guy that played Joel in the games right okay yeah who was in episode 8 last night actually he was the was yeah he was the guy that got killed with he was the guy that got killed before the main guy got killed. Um, By but... Joe. All right, so I'm sorry, spoiling things, but <laughs> Joe kills tons of people. Right? Yeah, so... but the guy that made the TV show is the same guy that made Chernobyl. And yeah. The guy yeah. that makes the game, I can't remember his name, but the two of them are on the podcast every week talking about that episode, and it's really interesting. Yeah, the the Chernobyl podcast from HBO was absolutely fucking fantastic as well. So it's just like that, basically, only for The Last yeah. of Us. Because it's the same Chernobyl guy, basically, director yeah. or producer or whatever. So go and watch Chernobyl if you haven't watched that. I think oh, we've pushed that. It's fucking... Harrowing only five, five episodes, I think. I think so, yeah. I think, I think it's five, only five yeah. episodes and it's fucking excellent. Um, there's tons of, like... The, talking about top-rated TV shows and stuff like that, like the, I'm pretty sure the top-rated film still on IMDb will be Shawshank Redemption. Let me just double check that. Um, it probably will be. Yeah, you check it. Um, 
it's amazing. It's oh. it's a fantastic film. Um, whether it's the best film ever, I'm not sure about that, but it's definitely in the conversation. I think. Um, again, yeah, it's that prison number one. Yeah, it's that prison setting. It's that escape story. It's the diverse group of characters. It's getting one over on the bosses. It's it's got all those elements to it, hasn't it? It's a great film. Yeah, nine point two. We'll call it equal first with the Godfather, which is a good nine point two as well. Before you jump down a little bit to the four that are nine rated, no three that are nine rated, The Dark Knight, The Godfather Part Two, and then a film that I've never seen from nineteen fifty seven. Eh? Presume you've not seen it either. A film called Twelve Angry Men. Make a bit of backlash for that. There's going to be people saying, "What? You've never seen Twelve Angry Men?" It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! It's bish. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like Twelve Angry Men in black and white. Get it to fuck. Um, Schindler's listen, List. Yeah. All right. Shawshank Redemption. Nobody huh. went to see it in the cinema. It absolutely flopped. Did it? No, yeah. Nobody cared about it. It didn't make any money whatsoever. And then it absolutely found its audience on DVD. People right, went okay. crazy for it on DVD. Word of mouth got up. Um, I never knew that. It became super, super popular, but it made no money in the cinema whatsoever. It's got Morgan Freeman in it. Working Morgan, like Morgan Freeman was was in all sorts of amazing films. Um, he sort of he's just got old now, I suppose. But yeah, that's good. Um, what was what was on the other night that I caught the last ten minutes of the one with Sean Connery in it? Nicholas Cage, The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, mate. Have you seen that? I have. Um, I was bullied into watching it about a year ago. By, um, watching it by who? Our mutual friend Cameron Bell. All right, um, okay. <laughs> he um, he had a fit one night when I mentioned that I hadn't seen it. <laughs> right. Basically made me watch it. Uh, he did a similar thing with The Godfather recently as well. And uh, I watched The Rock and it was absolute nonsense, but I very much enjoyed it. And I don't know if you know this about The Rock, but there's some rumours and some myth around it that it's actually a it's actually a secret Indiana Jones um sequel. Right, okay, so what is this weird conspiracy theory or, or film universe thing? How do they how have they worked this one out? So the, let me just Google this and make sure I'm not talking shite, right? Because it's either Indiana Jones or it's James Bond. <laughs> so let me just check and make sure that is right. Oh, because um, it's Sean Connery, you'd imagine it was James Bond, but yeah, hold on, let me just double check. I think it might be James Bond. Um, just be Sean Connery being in it, that, that would be my guess. So um, the thing is that Connery's character is actually a version of James Bond who was captured and imprisoned at the famous penitentiary, um, disowning him, basically. And that's the kind of story that John Mason is actually James Bond. And there's loads and loads of... There's, there's a little article here nine things that prove John Mason as James Bond and stuff like that. Right. So, not Jones, but James Bond. Right, okay. I, do you know what? I, I suppose, like, see if, you, if you're a... If you are a double O agent, I suppose, like, you're one of these agents and you do get caught, whatever they say, oh, we don't know that, that James Bond guy. Just stick him in the jail for being a criminal. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, that's one I can get behind. Fuck it, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Um, nice. I will um, go for that. But, oh, there's... There's tons as well. You get any that pop to mind? Any um, jail films? We spent a hell of a lot of time talking about jail films. We might not get on to anything else, but oh, that's, that's right. just okay. the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed Alcatraz as a TV show that came out. It was J.J. Abrahams just after Lost, so it had my attention. It had hardly from Lost in it as well. Right. And it was all about basically 
the, the Alcatraz prison and some mad stuff that was going on in it now that in the in the modern world, basically, where people were doing tour guides and trips around it and stuff like that, and it would do flashbacks to 1963, uh, when all the prisoners and guards disappeared, and there was all sorts of stuff going on. It only lasted one season, then Fox cancelled it, sadly. But it was yeah, good 13 fun. episodes. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell now. I've Googled it there, actually. I think I might have watched it, but... 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, I think I've seen it, but hey, yeah, it obviously wasn't brilliant enough to get a second season or imprint itself in my mind, but when you started describing it there, obviously, as well. Like, I think one of the... Like, see if you mix Tom Hanks in jail, right? I know you don't like Tom oh. Hanks. But, but yeah. come on, even though Tom Hanks plays Tom Hanks as the prison guard... Yeah, the that's exactly a good what film. he does. <laughs> but, good. Yeah, um, that's when I cried up. Big John, big John Coffey sucking the cancer at you. Um, yeah, sucking the cancer at you. But I did cry at that, especially when they've got to kill him, man, it's really. I hope I've not spoiled green... that, but it's fucking ancient, so... Um, if you've not <laughs> the seen Green it Mile yet. is the one... The Green Mile's the one with the wee, the wee performing mouse as well, isn't it? Uh, the wee guy's got a mouse, yeah, that he brings, uh, John, big John Coffey brings back to life because the cruel prison guard, Percy, I think his name is, he, he crushes it or something like that. He's just a dickhead, man. Um, yeah. He went on to quite a famous role in something, what was it? Um, you, you Google that while I speak about... Well, actually, Midnight Express is one that, that I've not seen, but people seem to have a lot of time for. I need to Google it. Is it... Have you never seen Midnight Express? No, mate. Is it like heavy? Is, is it no heavy brutal? It's might, I'm surprised you're, you're getting on it. It was mid-1978, mate. So. Yeah, but it's really, really good. Um, is it? Yeah, he played... Yeah, um, the guy that played um, Percy ended up playing Horace, Godspeed, and Lost. That's why I always remember him. Oh, um, so he did. Right, guy. Mid- so he did. Um, Midnight Express. Yeah. Sorry, on you go. I was just going to say, I'm just looking at the actors in it. Um, John Hart. Randy Quaid, stuff like that. Cool. Um, what are you going to say about it's, it? It's a Turkish prison film. Um, a guy basically gets caught in the airport trying to smuggle drugs from Turkey to the UK. Gets thrown into a Turkish prison. It's an absolute fucking hellhole. And it's horrific. He's in there for quite a long time. And then he hatches a plan to escape. So, it's, pardon me, it's an escapee. It's show. an escapee. <laughs> get revenge on these awful guards look at this horrible conditions that people live in sort of prison yeah it's great really good right see while we're talking about horrible prisons and i'm just going to read these notes live mate because i want to speak about this prison that i heard about uh in rwanda now we're talking about bad prisons aldi um i want to speak about the gitarama prison um, okay uh, basically, th- this got voted on that list I had the other day. This got voted. What was that? Mm-hmm. That was interesting. My phone, my phone just made a noise. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that, that's basically voted number one on a list of really, really bad prisons. It's got uh, 6,000 prisoners in it, which would be bad enough, but the capacity is 500. So it's got no space basically the prisoners have to feed each other to survive and the, the jail is so hor- listen to this so horrendously overpopulated that prisoners often stand upright to the point that their feet begin to just rot Jesus it doesn't help that they're standing in shit all of the time basically which then leads to gangrene 
So basically everybody's oh. got fucking gangrene in this place. Do you know uh, do you know that's why you see so many pigeons with one foot? Gangrene. Well, so you, if you look at see if you look at a pigeon, like so many pigeons have got like feet missing or pigeon toes missing and stuff like that. And it's because they shit on their toes, they shit on their feet constantly. I see, it, I've it, heard it erodes, that. It erodes their feet. Uh, but I think I've heard it from you, so... <laughs> well, I mean, that means it's true. <laughs> Whether or not, right, but I, ha- I have heard that, yeah, so these cunts are getting gangrene and their feet are falling off. Um, like, that, that's probably actually, <laughs> like, having your limb fall off is probably better than um, having to brave the amputation procedures um, that are basically a massive gamble with their life. Um, most of them have been put in there due to genocide, though. Like uh, genocide committed against Rwanda, basically. So they're fucking yeah. all horrible, horrible bastards. Um, Sounds it. But uh, fuck them. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that Uganda came up. The reason my phone made a noise there was because I just grabbed it to find something. Because on my Facebook memories today, a post came up that oh. I made back on the seventh of May, two thousand and twelve, oh. and it was about. Um, do you remember Coney? And he was training all the child soldiers over soldiers over there. Yeah, kill Coney. I remember that being a social yeah. media thing back in the day. Thirteen years ago today, mate. Was that thirteen years ago? Yeah, thirteen years ago. Um, after there's a meme uh, with his face on it, and it says, "Yes, I train child soldiers. What Uganda do about it?" <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Rwanda, but I know I got mixed, good, I got mixed <laughs> up. Still, <laughs> still quite a good joke. They're um, neighbours. They're neighbours. Um. America, you land of the, the free, one of your favourite places. Yeah. But it is home to San Quentin State Prison, which I think most people will have heard of. Yeah. Yeah, it's where Johnny Cash sang. Right, okay. So tell us a little bit about this place, Colin, think... because I was surprised that an American state prison would be so high up on this list. I think it was number four. Again, above or below, whatever way you want to measure it. Guantanamo Bay, for example. So, sure. Um, a wee bit of live editing. Um, Johnny Cash singing Folsom Prison, not San Quentin. Right, um, okay. I had to sing it in my head to get the right answer there. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, but San Quentin Prison officially opened back in eighteen fifty two. Um, if they made a documentary about it, it would be in black and white. Um, it's the oldest prison in the state of California. Uh, it's one of our fifty key sites of the Civil Movement Project in America. Mm-hmm. Um, this also has the state's lone death row for male inmates. It's the only place in California that has death row. Um, also the largest in the USA, and it has a gas chamber built into the place, but they don't use it any longer. Uh, all executions well, that's since that's nice. yeah, yeah, all executions since nineteen ninety six have been done by lethal injection. Um, originally it hosted both male and female prisoners, uh, but it changed in nineteen thirty two because they built a prison just for women. Um, up until 1944, torture was used quite regularly in it, Jack. It was an right. acceptable method of interrogation. <laughs> and um, they had a dungeon that was erected um, in 1854. A dungeon. And apparently it's the oldest piece of public work in the state of California that you can still go and visit. Um, talking about dungeons and stuff like that, like I'm going to cross-promote the other show um, on the, the paid network that's coming out tomorrow. Um, that we done with Martin. There's no dungeons. Um, people that listen to us, I suppose a lot of you will listen to our paywall show um, over on Heart and Hand, but we've got Martin Ramsey involved. doesn't involve a dungeon, but it involves 
stuff that happens. <laughs> Just really <laughs> wild stuff. But I, I think that's the first time I promoted that show on this show. Normally I'm trying to get people to come and listen to this show because yeah. they can't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, David Edgar does need new listeners, so I'm glad to be able, I'm glad to, be able to help him. Yep. Um, but yeah, Prism was designed to hold 3,000 people, but at times, Jack, it's had over 5,000 people in it, which you can just imagine being the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, they've managed to bring that down over the years, but it's still, as we speak, over capacity at the moment. So nearly double, like 5,000 people there or something. Yeah, um, they're doing some good stuff, though, which is nice to hear. Since 1996, it's offered college degrees um, that the prisoners actually partake when they're there. They also have a Californian re-entry programme which helps inmates readjust to society after serving their sentences. Um, so they actually do have a bit of belief in the whole rehabilitation side of things um, and they've certainly improved from gas chambers and uh, torture and dungeons, which is good to hear. Oh, good. Um, they also have the only inmate-produced newspaper in California and one of the only ones in the world, which is something that the prisoners sit down each week and they actually write a prison newspaper. It's a quite decent standard bill against. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. I don't know why this was so high up in this fucking list then. Hmm. Probably just because it was the worst in America for a while, so it's, right, you know, America is the centre of the universe. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, just before we get on to stealing the internet's ideas, we're going to do uh, we're going to do our best, put our hats out again, and ask you to share this episode by clicking the share button in your podcast app, or take me screenshot. Wait, wait, no, just, put, just get it out there, basically, if you can, and we would be very much obliged, so we would call yeah, absolutely. Um, a screenshot's good. Sharing it from the app is even better because it just makes it clickable and stuff and people find it easier and stuff like that and it's just a lovely thing to do. So if you care, give us a share. That's it. Now, the internet's ideas, basically Reddit. That's where I spend a lot of my time is Reddit, basically. It's a cavalcade of good good stuff. So a couple of quick-fire stories here about the jail, mate, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up for today. So Sounds good. Um this guy worked in the county jail. Some of the girls would order coffee from the canteen and then snort it, uh, which led to him staying up all night meowing to each other, basically. Oh, nice. Okay. Never heard of snorting caffeine, to be honest with you, but I suppose you try anything. Like, you heard of this nutmeg thing as well, smoking nutmeg? It's like a thing in America. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you puffing it nutmeg, bad? man. It's bad for you, ah, you can die. Oh, well, nut- nutmeg. Nutmeg's actually can be, can be fatal if you have too much of it. It's poison. Well, I, well, if you're puffing it, then I suppose you're, you're getting it right it's into your... Worse. Yeah. Right, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's a thing in America, I'm sure. You know, like eating fucking Tide Pods and shit like that happens in America. Uh, <laughs> like, they're just thick as fuck. Uh, but yeah, smoking nutmeg was one. Um, this is a story from a former guard, <laughs> not a prisoner, but he witnessed once a gentleman stick his hand up his anus um, <laughs> well past the wrist. And he did this in order to extract feces and then throw it against the wall and then eat some of it. <laughs> Oh, I just wasn't expecting the word anus there for some reason. It's just, uh, um, it's just I have a f- like, <laughs> go. I was just going to say, like taking stuff out of your arse to eat it just sounds <laughs> absolutely counterproductive because it's just going to end up where it started again. But okay. Oh, um. So, oh, this sounds horrible. I have a friend, a friend-in-law. I don't know what that means. Like a friend-in-law. It, it means like it means like your your missus's pal. It's not really your pal. All right, okay, I've never heard that phrase in my life. Um, a friend of a friend um, that works at County Prison, the craziest thing that she's seen is when a new meth user comes in, the other meth addicts will lick any sores. 
that that meth addict has because some of the chemicals will leak out and they can recover oh and shook, shook on the junkie man. <laughs> shook that's that junkie. Horrendous. That is fucking that's horrendous. That is horrible, isn't it? Oh dearie me. Um yeah, fucking hell. Um okay, um a guy who was in a secure visit um with his pregnant girlfriend. Um, for those that don't know, a secure visit is one of is the one with the glass between the prisoner and visitor and they have to use telephones to talk to each other. Anyway, the guy had a short sentence and he was getting out quite soon. As they're getting close to finishing up the visit, the girlfriend who's been secretly masturbating during the visit pulls <laughs> down her pants and underwear and squirts all over the glass between her and her boyfriend. Why am I getting these ones to read? Um, a prisoner from the biohazard cleanup team had to be called in to clean it up. She was since banned from visiting, but no charges were filed. Oh, I just love the fact that they've got a biohazard cleanup because obviously, like people throw shit and piss everywhere all the time in prisons by the sounds of it, man. Uh, yeah. But I bet he never thought he'd be um, cleaning up squirt juice. <laughs> oh, come on, squirt juice. Just piss. I don't know what you call it. Um, just piss. Right, okay. Uh, my dad used to work. Uh, this is the last one. I don't, I've read this right, so I don't know. That this seems like. A joke, right? But we'll see. My dad used to work in a Spring Hill Penitentiary in Nova Scotia. He worked in a unit that was using an experimental approach to rehabilitation called a living unit where the guards wore street clothes and the cells weren't locked. One night he was doing his rounds when he heard a noise in the cell. When he shone the light in the cell, there were two guys having an anal adventure. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at them and said, what are you doing? And the guy in the bottom looked up and said, a minimum of five for armed robbery. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think that's just a joke, but um, I quite enjoyed it. So I think we'll wrap it up there, mate. How about that? Yeah, I think that's a good place as any to to wrap things up, so to speak. Right, guys, yeah. we'll speak to you uh, a day earlier if you're on Patreon, and um, a day later if you're on the public feed. And if you're page. not on Patreon, then why the fuck not? <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash long term memory. We need money. Do it now. Sweet tea soon. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore long-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm.